Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, welcome back. To another episode with myself, Matthew Fischutter. Over to my left here, I have Ray Butone. And below us, not in the social society ranks, but only on the show, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Alexander the Hawk. How you doing over there? Why, thank you for letting me on. Thank you for allowing me to uh, b- uh, show up and give you my deep insight. You know what the, be- the Alex likes the most about getting on? What? Getting off after. Ooh. Well, that's true. Ooh, you Ooh. crazy. So, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, boys and girls, children of all ages, you know, uh, in two days we are going to be celebrating that the Samhain holiday, the pagan ritual, the almighty, uh, the give you more holla for your dollar, uh, the ultimate trickery of deceit and deception. The holiday known as Halloween. (laughs) Yes, yes, all Hallows Eve, all Saints Eve. Yes, yes, yes. So you know Halloween, Halloween, like uh, like we usually talk about on the mostly ghostly show. I think this is one of those things that um kind of have a negative undertone to it, even though it's kind of been pushed on you know, children and such like that to make it look like it's not a not a bad thing, you know what I mean? The same way they'll push, you know, television shows about the devil, about the devil, the devil Patrick. Um, so, yeah, so what do you guys, what, what do you guys take on the Halloween deal, you know? Of course, you loved it as a kid. You grow up, you get older, become, you, you start to get into the horror side of things. It has that flavor of, you know, Halloween kind of has, it starts off with candy and costumes, and then it goes to, you know, movies and, uh, I don't know, so, you know, something else fun, maybe movies and gathering with friends, and, and then it jumps to being older and not doing anything, except <laughs> for going to the Halloween, the Boombastic Films Halloween screening when they have those, and listening to the future episodes of Boombastic Media's super-duper Halloween. 
Sorry, Alexander Hawk. Super uh, Boombastic Media's for short, Boombastic Super Duper Horoween Extravaganza Show every year with all the podcasts. Our podcast included. All of us were on there. Um, yeah, uh, this this Saturday drops Boombastic Media YouTube. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, we do talk a little bit about the Halloween season, some stuff we're going to da- tackle today. Um, but yeah, start off like, uh, Ray, what was your first memories of Halloween? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, very simple. Trick or treat. Very young, going out with older family and friends and doing the trick or treating thing. Yeah. Yeah, Hawk, how about you? What, what, are your, what are your earliest memories of the of the of the Halloween season? Well, I mean, uh, when I was younger, I I loved it. Um, you know, we uh, would do like costume parades in the the lower grades, uh, yeah. trick or treating. Um, I'll never forget uh, my favorite uh, costume when I was a kid was I uh, dressed up as uh, Tom Baker's Doctor Who. Uh, from uh, the uh, classic uh, Doctor Who uh, series. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, the great thing about Halloween is probably the same reason why a lot of acting is a chance to be someone that you're not for a day, and you know, and you know, dress up in cool and fun clothes. I mean, you guys get to do that all the time when you act in films. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it's most socially acceptable. I'm with, 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 with on Halloween, I guess. I guess so. Social acceptance shouldn't be as important as it is. What do you think? Every people should be more free spirited to do as they wish, or you know, well, with guidelines, of course. It's, it's a double edged sword when you're dealing with that because I believe that you know everyone should have the freedom to express themselves, but you still need to have. Unfortunately, some kind of, you know, um, you know, uh, either laws or a code of conduct to, you know, for a society. I mean, you can't just be all, you know, uh, uh, free and just do whatever you want because uh, people in general, you know, if they do whatever they want, a lot of times they don't do the the. Uh, the, uh, go the nice way. They let their evil side take over, and that's why I think you know you you, you have to have uh, you know you gotta have both. You gotta have the rules and regulations, but also the freedom to uh, be who you are. Where do the rules and regulations? Where should they stop, in your opinion? <sighs> should it be more of a what a kind. Of, you know, like the come to your your body, your decision type stuff. You know, should they be? Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I believe when it comes to your body, your uh, well being, that it should be just up to you because it's yourself. It's your personal space. I mean, yeah. I consider like the rules and regulations society puts down on us that that we should, you know, uh, that should be put down on us is how we deal with ourselves as a society and how we deal with other people. The next up would probably be property after your body. Do you think that they should be able to come in and, you know, have say over the things you own? Well, I mean, it's again, another thing where, 
I don't think, I mean, if it's yours, if it's your body, I mean, the, the I think the, the epitome of is everything the question. So, like, what? everything that belongs to you should be yours. Yeah. I mean, I believe that if it is yours, if it's your body, your um, uh, your uh, property and all that, okay, yeah. that is yours. Okay, no one should really have any say on yours. Now, the only uh, um, kind of, uh, I would say, loophole in that is if you, for example, your property is an axe and you decide to bury your axe in your neighbor's head, okay? Yeah. That, that of course, you know, that's where the rules and regulations definitely should step in. Well, at that point, it would become the property of the police department, I think. That's true. The, prop- yeah. the police then, uh, <laughs> then takes yeah. over. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole, whole thing, in my opinion, is that if it's yours, your body, your property, no one should have any say on that. But if you decide to use your body, your property to hinder someone else's property or someone else's body, yeah. that's when the rules and regulations of society should definitely step in. What about the money that everybody works so hard for that have to give up taxes on? How do you feel about that? Ray, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you jump in after Hawks. <laughs> I know you, Ray's like, am I supposed to be on this show? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's still under the same thing. If it's your money... Yeah, you own it. That is yours. Now, I mean, with my issue with taxation and all that is that, well, yes, you have to put money into taxes to help support the government that, you know, and then all that. But my issue is that you don't really have a say where your taxes go. I mean... A lot of the time, your taxes, they goes in, in the fund and, you know, if uh, they decide to siphon it off for something that, you know, isn't for the betterment of the society, then, you know, I say, yeah, someone should definitely step in. Of course, no one's going to step in because those who would step in are the ones who are playing around with the taxes. Yeah. How do you feel, Ray? Uh... Very basic. Yeah. You should be able to live your life the way you want and the way that makes you happy. Yeah. And I should be able to do the same thing. Now, the only thing is I don't do anything to stop you from living your life. Yeah. You don't do anything to stop me from living mine. I don't hurt you. You don't hurt me. And... If we have things in common, we can do something in common. If not, we go our separate ways. Yeah. But it's up to the, the individual has the right to live the life they want without someone uh, holding them down or hurting them. Yeah. If, they, if they hurt them, whether that be stealing, physical or otherwise, then, yeah, there's punishment for that. As for taxes, I think that they're a big waste of money the way they use currently. Yeah. Uh, um, I would rather see it locally and applied directly to projects, but I don't think you'll ever get a politician to agree to that stuff. Amen. Uh, and as far as that axe and somebody wax, you, wax somebody else with the axe thing, well, the police can have the axe. I want the body <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So go, go, going back to the, the theme of today, like, do you think that 
that they should be able to, the towns and such should be able to just say, hey, there is going to be no Halloween this year. I mean, they've been trying to kill Halloween for so many years. I mean, do you think it should just be left to kind of where the way it was a couple of years ago? If you want to put out candy, you want to trick or treat, do so. I mean, a lot of places like restaurants, you go there and you can go with a group of people and sit at a table with that group of people. And that's fine. And it's the same kind of deal. I mean, you kind of roam around when you go trick or treating, at least like what, as I remember, when I go with my niece and nephews, you kind of roll in packs, you go up to the house in groups, you know, you might pass kids going to and from, but for the most part, everybody has their own deal. So I kind of feel that safe. And I think we've talked about it in previous episode uh, this, this week on one of the shows where it's just like, you know, the, everybody has fun with it. The kids dressing up, going out, they have fun. The parents have fun. I mean, it's a, it's a burden and a hindrance, but after the fact, they go, you know what? I'm, I, I'm rather I did that. I rather I, I'm happy I did that as opposed to not doing that with my kids. And even the people that hand out the candy, um, you know, I'm sure they have fun doing it too. They just see the, they're making the kids happy and stuff. And the big, the big, the most important, the big, uh, candy corporations, they're happy because they sell a lot of candy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's a good, it's a, it's one of those like win-win thing. I just think it's kind of, it brings morale down even lower with what we're dealing with, with COVID not to be able to have these things. And, um, I mean, you can bring up the question, are they, are they trying to bring morale down? You know what I mean? What, what, why do you think they're trying? Why do you think Halloween gets such a bad name? We're going to get into it later uh, with where it comes from and stuff. But like, why do you think that nowadays, even before COVID Halloween was getting a real bad rap? Whoever, who wants to go first? Uh, well, um, I mean, the way I see it is, that and people, I think a lot of people don't uh, that aren't into Halloween or like horror movies or you know the the supernatural aspect. A lot of people who don't see that, you know, they, I mean, they look at Halloween and they're like, oh, you know, you're, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, it, it's it's like the whole thing with video games. Okay, yeah. where you know uh, something bad happens, they blame the violent video games. It's because of them that that person hurt or killed that person. It's because of violent movies, violent this. Uh, Halloween is all about the dark and macabre, the devil. You know, the devil's going to you know corrupt you and yeah. and take hold of the children and make them do you know these uh, terrible things and. The reality is they always are looking for a scapegoat uh, when it comes to why people do what they do, yeah. uh, especially when they do bad and evil things. And here, here's, here's the way I look at it. Uh, I mean, back when my dad was a kid, you know, the most popular uh, genre on, on TV was Westerns. Yeah. Okay. And of course they, they, very loosely try to say, uh, throw in a moral a lesson into a Western. But usually it always ended up being, I'm sorry, son, I had to kill him because he was a bad man. I didn't want to kill him, but I had to because he was a bad man. What's the movie with Jack Palance? Is it Shane? Where you like, sh- like there's like a little goat herder guy who's like a wimp. 
and uh, 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 he's like a big badass, as he usually was, big badass type character. And um, um, he well, th- there, there is a movie Shane. I don't think Jack Palance is in that one. I forget. I forget what movie it is, but there's a movie. I'm pretty sure it's him, and he's like this bad guy dude, and like. There's this little wimpy dude that doesn't want to battle. I think Bill Hicks even like joked about it in stand up, and uh, he like th- the guy doesn't want to fight him, but he throws the gun, throws a gun to his feet, and he's like, "Pick up the gun," and he's like, "I don't want to fight you," and he's like, "Pick up the gun," and he's like, "Uh, I don't know," and he's like, "Go ahead, pick up the gun." And then when the guy picks up the gun, he shoots the guy, and then he turns to the person next to him and goes, "You seen him? He had a gun." So like you know yeah. what I mean? It's, a, it's like that type deal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unfortunately, uh, it's the thing is that everyone wants a scapegoat when it comes to bad things, and the right. fact is saying that oh, the the movies and and the video games are more violent and more graphic and all that, and that's where the issues of a society is. Well. I do understand. I mean, if you constantly, you know, give, uh, especially children, negative um, visuals, negative uh, things to watch, that it's going to mold who they are and mold them who they become. But here's here's the thing. There's always been those kind of things throughout society. Why is the problem really coming to a head now? The problem coming to a head now is because... It's less about the media and the visuals coming out. It's all about the parents not taking their job, their responsibility to make sure the kids are watching or doing the right stuff. I mean, you have parents now who's like, oh, Grand Theft Auto is out. It's a popular game. My son wants it. He's right. only five. That's okay. And then give it to him. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, that's what the issue is. Parents aren't being parents, okay? And, of course, then then again, yeah. It's it's difficult. I agree with you, but it's also difficult because the marketing, the shit's marketed to the kids so well that it's like you can't, like as a parent, and I'm not a parent, but I can only attest, and Ray, you might have a better opinion on this, but it's like the way they push it to kids, it's almost like, then your kid's like the only kid at school without one and he's whining and complaining and, you know, you know, school's a weird thing, man. You get bullied over not having it. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a weird thing. Like Ray, when you, when you were younger, where we, me and the Hawk, I know you stepped out for a moment, I think, but me and the Hawk were just talking about the video game situation with everything. And, um, I've said before, I think it's like, pro- like programming, like when they play these Call of Duty games, I think that's setting them up for almost preparing them to join like an army someday you know what i mean um but hawk was going back and saying you know that the the parents are kind of to blame for you know the kids getting tied up and maybe not fully to blame i don't want to like make it look like hawk's attacking the parents but like he thinks it's more of a, a situation where parents need to do their job better which i do agree with but you do have to blame the marketing and the video like the company's pushing it because they're pushing it to those five-year-olds they're making it, you know, they're making it so it's the hot seller that Christmas. Like, and they know that their game's filled with shit that kids shouldn't be playing. My my nephew loves Grand Theft Auto. And I, you, you list, there's racist stuff in there, sexual stuff in there. Like, but it's so, it's, it's 
accepted because it's such a part of pop culture right now. You know what I mean? If it was more hidden and more something it was more obscure and harder to get, the kids wouldn't be so tied up in it, but it's everywhere. It's TV. It's everywhere they look. It's real, and it's marketed for kids. That's why adults play it. That's why they're so extreme. But, like, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's really a questionable line. Where do you think the line should be drawn in a situation like video games, right? I think the video games are the responsibility of the parent up to a certain age, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think that is uh, the parent's responsibility. Um, if the child has no income, the parent has to buy it. That goes to the computer, the game. Have to allow them to have the time. Um, yeah. I think that a big problem with society, and it's a manipulative thing. Uh, it's a commercial thing on one hand. Uh, the big companies want to make money. They really don't care how or uh, what area it's in. They're, they're going to push to get their money. People with an agenda will push the big companies to market something which uh, kind of shapes the person, pushes them in a certain direction. Yeah. And that's where uh, the manipulation comes. I mean, it's happened uh, on a large scale. Okay, it's not exactly the same as video games, but if you take many large civilizations, Rome, for example, starts as a republic and becomes a dictatorship. How do they control the people? Bread and circus. Give them food, give them the Colosseum, keep them happy. You are the controller, you do what you want. Of course, the whole society ends up collapsing. But we have a marketing structure now, not only direct marketing, but within the games and the systems themselves to control people, to shape and to mold people. And they're, they're targeted towards the youngest, towards the kids. That's where the greatest influence is. Uh, and that's where you're going to put your effort to be able to shape a whole generation that you have set up to think a certain way, a whole generation that's dependent upon you for products and for ideas. And one you can manipulate. And I think that that is uh, really what society has become. And uh, I think that individual people, such as parents, uh, or even if you're not a parent, you just stand up and say, no, not me. That yeah. doesn't happen. That, that everybody is just conditioned, constantly conditioned. Whether it's uh, at one time in this society was everybody had the, have the house with the picket fence. Or the yeah. white picket fence. That was the goal. And those goals change as society evolves. And right now, I think that we're on a decline as far as the influence of whether it be games, pharmaceuticals, media, et cetera. I think that uh, we're manipulated on multiple levels. And that the game situation is one, uh, attacking the children, so to speak, to be able to control them in the future. Yeah. Like you said, even going back to the Roman times, you know, keeping them entertained and keep their minds off of other things and, you know, they, they, they just kind of go with the flow. A lot of people say that Americans have switched, given up their freedoms for being safe or, or a blanket of safeness, if you will, where they, they pay their taxes and they, they do all these things. So in, in, in hopes that this government is kind of protecting us, so to speak, like we give up all these things. So for that blanket of protection, but like at the end of the day, we're we're not really protected, and those folks feed off of us. Um, very dark, very dark. 
You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, the politicians will never put that money back into local projects. As Ray said, they will go into their local pockets so they can go on, you know, fantastic cruises and live, <laughs> live the life of luxury. But let's pop back into the Halloween thing a little bit so we don't go too off the, off the books on this. Um, you know, I'll give a, I think that the, that the video games do play it, you know, it's trick. It is tricks and treats. You know what I mean? With that, with that deal. Um, you know, you think you're getting, you're going in for a fun thing, a fun ride on oh, playing a fun game. And then you're tricked into doing it. Cause now, you know, even, you know, even my nephew, like, like he started swearing more, you know what I mean? Like not all, he doesn't swear all the time, but I see every now and then I'll hear him swear. And like, I know he learned that from grand theft auto. You know what I mean? Um, and there's like, I believe you can, there, you can put like a child restriction on, on it. So like they keep certain stuff out of the screen, so to speak, but like, you got to know how to get into that to lock that off. You know what I mean? Your typical kid, it's just cracking that case open, throwing it in the player and going to town. It doesn't have a parent going into it, which might feed back into the Hawk thing about the parents need to kind of parent a little better, I guess. But yeah, I don't, not to be too hard on the parents because, you know, like my sister's a great parent. And uh, I think it's just one of those things that it got in under the, because it's a video game, it gets it in under the radar because it's marketed so much to kids that, People will go, you know, I don't think, I don't think that it can be, it can't be that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's weird. You know, there, you see more crazy things in video games, ju- just as crazy things, if not more in video games than you do on television and uh, movies nowadays. And in even television, you see a lot more crazy things on television than you'll see on, um, you know, movies. Like I remember the years ago when Rescue Me was on, shout out to Lenny Clark, our boy. Um, when Rescue Me was on, I remember some of the sex scenes on that show were like, what? Like, this is getting pretty, pretty detailed, you know what I mean? Pretty, like, intense. And that was FX TV at, like, 8 o'clock at night. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's marketing and it's media. A lot of people to blame, you know, it's one of those things where it takes a city or takes a society to raise a kid, whatever that saying is. That's kind of true. Like, you know, it isn't everybody's job but everybody should be conscious of what they're doing enough to know that it's very possible. This is going to end up in hands that are younger than hands that should be holding it. So um, try to do your part a little bit, I guess, you know, but certain things are strictly made for adults and it's difficult to keep that stuff out of the hands of the kids. Cause it's that rock and roll horror movie thing where, you know, what you can't have is what you want the most, you know what I mean? So going back into what we can't have but want the most, we're going to talk about Halloween. Um, you know, we got Halloween or Halloween, which is a contradiction of All Hallows, um, also known as All Halloween, All Hallows Eve, or All Saints Eve, the celebration uh, observed in many countries on October 31st, the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows Day. It begins the observance of All Hallowed Tide, uh, the time in the liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints, martyrs, and all the faithfully departed. Um, one theory holds that many Halloween traditions originated from ancient Celtic harvest festivals, partic- partic- uh, particularly the Gaelic festival Samhain. 
you know, for anybody out there who isn't familiar with good old Sam Hain, you know, that it's not just the, uh, a band of, of, of Glenn Danzig. Uh, it's the Gaelic Festival marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter or the darker half, you know what I mean, of the year. Traditionally, is held on November 1st, but with celebrations beginning on the evening of the 31st of October. So, you know, so the Festival of Samhain, um, which may have had pagan roots uh, in that the Samhain itself was Christianized as Halloween by the early church. Other scholars believe, however, the Halloween begins solely as a Christian holiday, separate from ancient festivals like Samhain. Halloween activities include trick-or-treating, you know, uh, or, relate, or, or, or something related to guising and souling. Uh, attending Halloween costume parties, carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns, lighting bonfires, bobbing for apples, divination games, playing pranks, visiting haunted attractions, telling scary stories, as well as watching horror films. In many parts of the world, the Christian religious observances of All Hallows' Eve, including attending church services and lighting candles on the graves of the dead, remain popular. Although elsewhere it is more a commercial and secular celebration, some Christians historically uh, abstained from meat on All Hallows' Eve, a tradition reflected in the eating of certain vegetarian foods on this vigil day, including apples, potato pancakes, and soul cakes. You know what I mean? So, you know, that, that's kind of like the rough deal of it. And I th- it was more of like a pagan pagan situation um, in the Celtic deal. Like, the Celtics did it. It was a pagan holiday. Ireland, 2,000 so years ago, this is the spiritual new, new year, like they said. It's a three days and three night thing. That's kind of, that's what it lasted for. Um, you know, they did all types of wild shit. You know, they did their sacrifices of crops and animals, which was, I mean, who knows if there was any humano, little humano beans tapped in that, that pie that they were cooking up. But um, I'm sure eventually there was some human sacrifice situations going down. Um, you know, there was gifts left out, which is a common thing, you know, in religious beliefs. You know, they leave out even as far, even more recently, they still do it when, you know, when, when folks go to some investigators go to um, cemeteries and such. They'll leave out candies on the grave for the kids. Remember one of the folks we had on Mostly Ghostly talked about how they'd leave candy on the on the headstones. You remember that, Ray? Yeah, gift giving is, is very common. It's also um, sometimes when people investigate you go to a haunted area, you should you should bring a gift for those in spirit. Yeah, I mean yeah. you know that you know that they're not going to, for instance, come and eat that candy. But you leave it there, it's very symbolic, and it's a very, very old tradition. Yeah, they always give, when they go meet somebody that they highly respect or have a higher power to them, like a king or something, they'd give them gifts. Um, And who would be higher than somebody returning from the dead? Maybe Tommy (laughs) Kong. But yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, the summer goes to rest. It's kind of what they went for. They want to celebrate the death of the summer and the bringing of the dark, cold winter. You know, because as we said in other things, you know, the winter is a 
metaphor almost for the, you know, their crops die and shit. And it's a very dark time for them. They got to harvest and save their food for the winter. Cause when the winter come, you know, they, they lose cattle and animals probably freeze and die out there. Their, their crops, you know, not, not to mention just travel with the snow and stuff and all that. They consider all that stuff curses back in the day. You know what I mean? And all you really have to do is tie a time of the year to this darkness and things will build like they do with other, you know, urban legends and folk tales and stuff like that. Now, Ray, what do you know about this being a pagan holiday? And, 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 and what came with that? Well, it's also a time, uh, a lot of the harvest festivals and yeah. pagan cultures was a time to give back to Mother Earth. That's why you took some of your crops and you'd offer them a sacrifice. Yeah. You would do that for do that to Mother Earth to help give her something back so that she would come back in the spring, for instance, or replenish Mother Earth because you took crops from her. You took this food, so you're giving back to that way. Um, yeah, something moved outside there. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> what was going on. Uh, you're, you're returning. Now, I'm really curious. I'm not sure, but was that the time that they would do the Wicker Man? The fil- um, what, the film? No, I mean the actual Celtic like thing the, of burning. The actual deal? Burning. Yeah, the actual burning. Probably. <laughs> to, me, it would make, to me, it would make sense because that you would build this and then you would be offering that up. Yeah. Uh, including you might put animals or, in worst case scenario, a person in there and offer that life so that life would continue through the winter and be renewed in the spring. Yeah, the sacrifices were usually done via via a burning or what, like a like a beheading or like some type of neck cutting ritual of bleeding out. Uh, lots of burning, bleeding out is also a very popular one in a lot of cultures. Was there any other ones that was popular? Or just kind of those two more. Though those were the two most most popular ones. I don't know know of many others. I mean, the bleeding out goes way back, even uh, before two thousand years in other cultures. I bet it, at one point they probably did something wild where if you th- if you were said to have a demon in you or something, or if somebody wanted to get it, they put you in like a bag, and then you suffocate, but the demon's locked inside the bag. The fact that that makes a little bit of sense to us, or at least me, makes me think that they did that. If you go back to the societies that had a had human sacrifice. I mean, if you can go back to like Aztecs who cut out the heart, the beating heart, etc. Yeah. But you had you had others that go farther back than that, where they would build a funeral pyre, and they would sacrifice the person on that, and then burn the body. And that, yeah. that's where they they would uh, bleed them out on there and let the blood in the body burn up. And that was uh, very very early. Uh, don't know. At least once you go more recent than 2,000 years, a lot of that had stopped. And, yeah. But that was the oldest of them. were quite brutal. Yeah. It was life for life. You gave a life so that you, you would ensure the living continue ongoing. Yeah. The, um, Steph, you want to add anything to that, Alexander? Um... Not really. I mean, I mean the thing is, and uh, 
uh, my research of uh, Halloween is it, it seems that uh, when uh, it, it all starts with the Celtic, as uh, you were saying, and then uh, when the Romans came over and, and uh, took over the, the Celtics, the Romans actually had two different... Um, they had two different uh, kind of uh, the seasonal things. One was uh, that celebrated the uh, the uh, passing of the death, and they also had like a goddess that was, you know, kind of for fertility and and all that. Yeah. So when they took off the Celtics, they kind of took the Celtics uh, uh, pagan ritual and then combined it with the two other uh, kind of festivals they had to kind of put it together and actually uh, supposedly from what I read that bobbing for apples is actually kind of uh, derived from that because the apple was the symbol of the goddess that the Romans were, uh, were, you know, um, paying homage to. Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, the overall thing is with Romans and then later with uh, Christianity with all saints day, and it looks like everyone just keeps on stealing this from the Celtics and putting their own brand on it and try. I mean, it's, it's all about branding. Whoever oh, yeah. has, has the power, you know, I mean, nowadays. Marketing. Yeah. I mean, We're it's still talking about marketing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, the thing is, marketing has been around since, you know, the dawn of, of, of mankind. And think about, uh, think about, you know, when you think of Halloween, what's the first thing you think of? Of well, I think of uh, all the money that uh, people make off of selling candy. You got that right, motherfucker. Yeah, hit the nail right on the head with that. Uh, one of that and and Christmas are the most most you know exploited holidays, and Christmas even has dark ties to it, if I remember correctly. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, if you want to get into it, every single holiday. Yeah. Okay. Is is exploited and 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 manipulated for you know the um, it's like horror movie franchises. I'm with you. It's like horror movie yeah, franchises. It, it, yeah, well, no one's safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no one's safe. And the thing is that it's everyone wants to put their stamp on it, whether it's a corporation, whether it's a religion, whether it's a culture. You know, if if they see something that they like. And they can put their brand on it. That's what they do. And Halloween is definitely uh, no uh, stranger to that. Willy Wonka is the only candy man that ever gave back. The rest of them take, 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 take. Yeah. He's a fictional character, though. That's why. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to dive a little. You know, today's Halloween customs are thought to have been influenced by folk, uh, folk customs and beliefs from the Celtic-speaking countries some of which are believed to have pagan roots. Jack Santino, a folklorist, writes that there were, um, uh, that there were, there was uh, throughout Ireland an uneasy truce existing between customs uh, and beliefs associated with Christianity and those associated with religions that were Irish before Christianity arrived. What, what's you guys' take on this, like starting as a Christian thing? Because I've seen that mentioned a few times and I don't really I always took it not to be like, I've always known religious folks to kind of get upset, like not upset, but don't not, they don't celebrate Halloween and they always condemned it as kind of, uh, you know, an evil thing. 
which is why it's weird that it's kind of being killed out now because you would think that, you know, culture and society right now is kind of wrapped up in a lot of weird shit. You see a lot of horror movies that uh, horror TV shows that are more successful than other shows. Uh, you know, the horror shows I'd see, you've got shows where me and Ray have talked about before where the main character is the devil and he's a good guy. So I almost feel like nowadays would be the time where Halloween would really be getting pushed as something. Yeah. Great. Just for, you know, what it could bring in. Well, yeah. Hawk, I know you look like you're ready to say something. <laughs> oh, I have a lot to say. I don't know if I should say anything. Yeah. But you should it, say it all. That's yeah. what this podcast is for. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is what, well, this is the podcast you don't share because you don't want to ruin your career. Uh, I don't have a career, so I don't have to worry about it. T-shirt, T-shirt, yeah. Um, so, yeah, what's your opinion, though? Let's let's hear it. Well, I mean, the the way I see it is, um, uh, especially with uh, what's going on in our society uh, right now, 2020, yeah. is a perfect example, uh, which really, I think, has pushed certain things to the forefront. Yeah, and the thing is that I, uh, throughout my history, uh, I think it was like, like in the nineteen twenties or so uh, that when Halloween started really um, kind of becoming its own thing, and uh, one of the things was that you know to try to um, uh, uh, they wanted to actually take. Halloween and take out like a lot of the supernatural elements, the gore elements, and they right. want to make it more of a family friendly holiday. Yeah. And, um, and pretty much, you know, use it as a way of bringing the community together, which of course is a, uh, is a good and fine goal. But I mean, it's also one that is extremely rooted in, you know, the uh, Christianity belief or Christianity control factor. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I think uh, one of the big things now, uh, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, maybe I'm just full of it, but especially if you look at the more of the diehard Christians now. Yeah. Um, I, fe- I mean... For the longest time, I mean, uh, I think it would be safe to say that uh, the majority of the of the people, um, you know, in 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 the U.S. and all that, had kind of a Christian or Catholic bent. And now, right. as as time has progressed, it that kind of um, control over you know uh, the uh, uh, control over everyone's lives has diminished greatly. I mean, one of the things you keep on hearing is the war against Christmas. Right. And um, and the thing is that it's kind of like, you know, those who feel like people are, you know, uh, and using the excuse that people are stepping on and trying to destroy Christmas, they're, then again, they're, they're looking at Halloween as kind of the black sheep in their, you know, Christian holiday family i mean you have easter you've got christmas and i mean out of all of them halloween has always been kind of you know the uh, dark brooding adams family it's you know uh in the catholic um you know uh you know overall holiday you know plethora yeah so 
the way I see it is that, you know, they feel like, you know, they're losing kind of their control over, you know, their congregation, their, uh, over those who, you know, were their main uh, populace and and kind of going after Halloween as, as kind of using it as, as an excuse that, well, you know, people are going against uh, uh, Christmas, we'll go against Halloween, we'll you know, cut out, uh, cut Halloween's legs from underneath them, kind of deal. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I mean, that's the thing because Halloween has always kind of been on the side of you know the dark and supernatural, right? And and I always find um, with uh, most of the people that I've dealt with that you know are like on the other extreme that are like. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I think. I think, uh, more of the, you know, diehard, uh, Christians feel like, you know, Halloween is kind of too close to the devil or the anti-Christian belief. Right. So that's why they kind of, um, you know, been, you know, chiseling away at Halloween. Uh, well, people enjoy the, it's not as, I would say, the forefront as other holidays. It's up there though. But yeah, I definitely agree that like I said, the Christian, you know, Christian or religious people don't get down with it. You know what I mean? Um, they don't do the whole dressing up and trick or treating. I know this, you know, you know, celebrating or they do, they'll get, they'll trick or treat and dress up, but like, they don't like, um, I don't know the kids do is it's more of an older religious folks don't I can I can say for that because I always enjoyed Halloween a lot as a kid but like my mom was not she was always like oh, no you know what I mean we did it she let us dress up and stuff and but she just as far as really getting into the whole vibe of Halloween she wasn't with you know she did she 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 you know let us have the holiday and stuff but it wasn't wasn't her deal you know what I mean um, and Christmas was more her deal, and I'm definitely with you yeah. on that. You know, they, they they do, of course, they celebrate that holiday. It's the birth of Christ type deal, so if it's like more their deal. That's kind of the whole situation is they each have their deal, their gimmicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that just happens to be them. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, it's weird, but like with right now, we're you know more so back in the day, things were more heavily. Uh, influenced by religion where nowadays with just the breakdown of how everything's kind of madness, you know, the, the, all, you know, all the, the priests are all pedophiles and stuff. It's known deal. They, they, they know about all this. Like, I think there's the, the, the people's faith in religion due to the people pushing it has been brought down so fucking low. You know what I mean? And I think that the opposite side of it is really kind of having time to reign reign supreme a little bit at least at least at least a couple inches over where the other one is you know what i mean so i'm very surprised that things like halloween and this is even pre like i said pre-covid like i definitely understand it being on lockdown because of it i don't really think it should be but i understand it but like building up even pre-covid like halloween was trying to be diminished and i never really understood that because i feel like now would be the time for halloween to be going strong as hell you know what i mean literally but um yeah it's weird the whole thing you know time and you can never really put your finger on certain things 
Uh, throughout Ireland and Britain, uh, the household festivities included rituals and games intended to foretell one's future, especially regarding death and marriage. Apples and nuts were often used in these divination rituals. Uh, they included apple bobbing, nut roasting. I could, I could have jokes right there, but I'm not going to go. Uh, <laughs> scrying, which was scrying is, uh, in, in, or mirror gazing. Um, scrying is also known by various names such as seeing or peeping. It's the practice of looking into a suitable medium in the hope of detecting significant messages or visions. Um, uh, or egg whites in the water. I don't know about, you know about that. You ever heard of that one, Ray? Egg whites in the water? No, I never heard of that one. Um, dream interpretation or others. Special bonfires were lit and there were rituals involving them. Their flames, smoke, and ashes were deemed to have protective and cleansing powers and were also used for divination, divination. And in some places, torches lit from the bonfires were carried sunwise around homes and fields to protect them. More mumbo jumbo heebie jeebies. It is suggested that the fires were a kind of Uh, imitative or sympathetic magic. They mimicked the sun, helping the powers to, of growth. This is very Midsomar too. I don't know if we brought that up and holding back the decay and darkness of winter in Scotland. These bonfires and divination games were banned by the church elders in some parishes in Wales. Bonfires were lit to prevent the souls of the dead from falling to earth. Later, these bonfires served to keep away the devil. Now, uh, Ray, are you there with us in audio at least? Uh, yeah. Huh? Yes. So, what's your take? What was your take on? Um, I thought of you when I read over that. Let me pop real quick in there. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the fire bonfires preventing souls of the dead falling to earth. You think what the fire would keep them away? That's what they thought. The heat? Uh, it would be the fire. Fire is uh, several things. Fire is light. It drives away darkness. Also, if you put a Christian slant on it, fire is hell. And yeah. you, don't, you, don't want, you don't want to go near anything that symbolizes hell. Fire is also, in many cultures, renewal. You have the phoenix. It burns in a fire, and then there's a new life that comes from it. Right. So it's a very, very strong symbol. Uh, it's a strong symbol for protection. Uh, even psychologically, I mean, people would say that, you know, if the devil, the devil will get you, you will burn in hell, burn fire. Fire is light. Fire is heat. It's warm. Uh, quite often, uh, sometimes at Halloween, but I know also in the older traditions, pre-Christian traditions of the Yule log, they would burn a green tree to release the green into the air. The fire would cleanse the tree and the essence of the tree would go into the air so it would fertilize the land. Um, they did some of that at Halloween also. So the fire is a very, very strong symbol there. Yeah. You know, f- from at least the 16th century, the festival included mumming, which mumming's an interesting thing. Um, it's like a game played when uh, two, a number of characters are called on stage and two, two of them have to engage in combat, which is interesting. 
um, and guising, which is pretty much just trick-or-treating in Ireland. And this was in Ireland and Scotland, uh, the Isles of Man and Wales. Uh, the, th- this involved people going house to house in costume or disguises, usually reciting verses or songs in exchange for food. It may have originally been a tradition uh, whereby people impersonated the IOCC or the souls of the dead and received offerings on their behalf, similar to the customs of souling. Um, impersonating these beings or wearing a disguise was also believed to protect oneself from them. It is suggested uh, that the, the mummers and geysers personify the old spirits of the winter who demanded reward in exchange for good fortune. In parts of the Southern Ireland, the geysers included a hobby horse, a man dressed as a layer bond, which is a white mare, which um, a white mare is, uh, you know, a special significance in the mythologies of culture around the world. They are often associated with the sun chariot, uh, the warriors, heroes. It's kind of like a weird symbol. Um, the, the, but these, these, these Larmar led the youth house to house reciting verses, some of which had pagan overtones in exchange for food. Um, if the household donated food, it, it could expect good fortune from the Makala. Not doing so would bring misfortune. In Scotland, youths went house to house with masked, painted, or blackened faces. Um, that, that would get them canceled nowadays. <laughs> often thre- often yeah. threatening, <laughs> threatening to do mischief if they were not welcomed. Um, F. Marion McNeil suggests the ancient festival included people in costume representing the spirits and that the faces were marked or blackened with ashes taken from the sacred bonfire. In parts of Wales, men went about dressed as fearsome beings called Gairiachiod. In the late 19th and early 20th century, young people in Glamorgan and Orkney Cross cross-dressed. Um, yeah, I mean, elsewhere in Europe, mumming and, and hobby horses were part of the yearly festivals. However, in the Celtic-speaking regions, they were particularly appropriate uh, tonight upon which supernatural beings were said to be abroad and could be imitated or warded off by human wanderers. From at least the 18th century, imitating malignant spirits led to playing pranks in Ireland in the Scottish Highlands, wearing costumes and playing pranks at Halloween spread to England in the 20th century. Traditionally, pranksters use hollowed-out turnips. Have you guys seen the pictures of that online? The turnip? How the first jack o' lantern was a turnip looks horrifying. <laughs> uh, anybody out there that wants to see this, it looks like someone's actual head. It's fucking horrifying. Um, but yeah, they shrunken were shrunken head. Huh? I said shrunken head. I know. I what's up with that? What was up with the head being shrunken? Me and Ray thought we're talking about uh, com, com, uh, spontaneous combustion earlier today on the mostly ghostly show, and when the people combust. It's usually like their torso left burnt and their head's always like a shrunken skull, which is weird voodoo stuff. I don't know. We, we didn't really tap into that as much as we probably should have um, in that earlier, earlier episode. But, um, you know, they got, you know, from at least the 18th century, imitating Maligan spirits led to playing pranks in Ireland and Scottish Highlands, wearing costumes. Uh, this spread to the England 20th century. Traditionally, pranksters used hollowed out turnips or mangrel wurzels 
Um, which a mangrove wurzel is kind of like, uh, it looks like a big beet, like a big yeah, it's a, it's a big beet. Yeah, good for you, man. Uh, it's often carved with a grotesque face as lanterns. Uh, by those who made them, the lanterns were variously said to represent the spirits. Somebody should tell Buddy Buttafuoco they're using his face for uh, <laughs> grotesque face patterns. Um, they're said to represent the spirits or were used to ward off evil spirits. They were common in parts of Ireland and the Scottish Highlands in the 19th century, as well as in the Somerset. Uh, in the 20th century, they spread to other parts of England and became generally known as jack-o'-lanterns, which is what we know today. You go to the store, you buy a pumpkin, you cut a face out of it, you put a candle in there, you start Halloween early. Um, hell yeah. So, Hockey, got anything to say about that? You've never seen the turnip picture, the, 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 the original jack-o'-lantern made out of a turnip? Not uh, not that. I, I actually do know about a Mango Warzel because I did a play that uh, uh, referenced that. So I, I knew what you were talking about when you were talking about that. Yeah. For any, anybody out there listening, if they want to, if they haven't seen a picture of the turnip jack-o'-lantern, just picture if uh, one of the Ninja Turtles started smoking crack heavily and then lost his eye bandana. That's what it would look like. <laughs> Um, or if it was uh, a Chase Carson with no teeth. Um, <laughs> let me see here. Next up, we have uh, some, I guess we'll talk about the spreading to North America, which kind of, you know, we can get a little more down with. You know, Leslie Benit uh, and Cindy Ott write that uh, Angelican colonists in the southern United States and Catholic colonists in Maryland recognized All Hallows' Eve in their church calendars. Although the Puritans of New England maintained strong opposition to the holiday, along with other traditional celebrations of the established church, including Christmas, almanacs of the late 18th and early 19th century give no indication that Halloween was widely celebrated in North America. It was not until mass Irish and Scottish immigration in the 19th century that Halloween became a major holiday in America. Confined to the immigrant communities during the mid-19th century, it was gradually assimilated into mainstream society and was celebrated coast to coast by people of all social, racial, and religious backgrounds uh, by the first decade of the 20th century. So Halloween's bringing people together. You can't hate on it for that. Um, religion, religion hasn't always brought people together. You know. <laughs> uh, in Cajun areas... Uh, a nocturnal mass was set in cemeteries on Halloween night. Uh, candles that had been blessed were placed on graves and families sometimes spent the entire night at the graveside. The yearly Gr- uh, Greenwich Village Halloween Parade was begun in 1974 by a puppeteer and mask maker, maker Ralph Lee of, the Gren- of course, Greenwich Village. It is the world's largest Halloween parade and America's only uh, major nighttime parade, attracting more than 60,000 costume participants. Not this year, 2 million spectators and a worldwide television audience. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. When I take a shot at religion, it's uh, the folks that push it, not actual, not the actual, you know, spiritual element. Like Alexander Hogg burns it all. He puts it all in a big pot, burns it up. And yeah, I'm bad it. like that. 
He's bad to the bone. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah, so it's good to know that that's when th- things kind of ushered in, which was nice. Um, I still can't get over that the, the grotesqueness of that 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 head that the first jack o' lantern was too much. Oh, that's okay. I'll I'll make you one for this Halloween. I'll sand it over. I'll put it right outside your window. Um. Okay. All right. I'm gonna use your head. I'm gonna use your head. (laughs) I'm gonna use your damn head, Alexander the Hawk. Ah, feel free, man. Feel free. Want some head? (laughs) Down with some head. Put some turnip head. Hell yeah! What do we want? We want. Okay, symbols. You know, there's a lot of symbols that come with Halloween. You know, the jack o' lantern, the witch. Vampires, Frankenstein, you know what I mean? The pumpkin, bats, you know, black cats, yeah. all types of different symbolism and stuff. Um, you know, develop the development of artifacts and symbols associated with Halloween formed over time. Jack o' lanterns are, are traditionally carried by geysers on Hallow's Eve in order to frighten off evil spirits. So originally, I guess it started as that, which they carried it around. Now we just keep it on our porch, I guess, for the same thing would be. They probably kept it on their porch to keep away the spirits. We do it for decoration, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, there is a popular Irish Christian folktale associated with jack-o'-lanterns, which in folklore is said to represent a soul who has been denied entry into both heaven and hell. Oh, sounds like my soul. I know. Um, I, I didn't see that coming. You know, that's that's an unfortunate thing. So, yeah, Alexander yeah. Hawk, you can know that you you'll be a jack o' lantern one day. You hey, got that I, I mean, as long as uh, I can be the uh, jack o' lantern that the uh, headless horseman uses, I'm I'm cool with that. You should do. Um, you should do a. You should do a Bill Murray impression. Um, so you can say, well. When I die, I'm going to be a jack-o'-lantern. I got that going for me. You know what I mean? Very nice stuff. Very nice stuff. Um, On route home after a night's drinking, Jack encounters the devil and tricks him into climbing a tree. A quick-thinking Jack etches the sign of the cross into the bark, thus trapping the devil. Jack strikes a bargain that Satan can never claim his soul. After a life of sin, drink, and medacity, Jack is refused entry to heaven. When he dies, keeping his promise, the devil refuses to let Jack into hell and throws a live coal straight from the fires of hell at him. It was a cold night, so Jack places the coal in a hollowed-out Trump. uh, Donald Trump. No, (laughs) joking. I said that wrong. A hollowed-out turnip um, to stop it. Uh, from going out since which since which time Jack and his lantern have been roaming looking for a place to rest. So that's the whole folklore behind the jack o' lantern right there, which is interesting. Jack sounds like a badass motherfucker right there. Um, Heaven doesn't want him, and hell won't take him. Sounds like an Elvis song. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, Ray, have you heard, ever heard that one? No, I haven't heard that one. Do we think that that's a real thing at Mostly Ghostly? Do we think that's a fabrication? I'd say fabrication. Yeah, it's a little too, you know, a little too story-ish with it. I mean, that's kind, uh, of, a tough, that's kind of a tough way to become an immortal. 
And you believe that? Believe that to be true? Walk I'm more of a forever. fan of the devil, the devil and Daniel Johnston myself. But uh, I like the devil and Miss Jones. Yeah, well, you, you're a wild guy. You like to get down. Thank you. In Ireland and Scotland, the turnip, we you guys got to see a picture of this thing, has traditionally been carved during Halloween. But immigrants to North America use the native pumpkin, which is both much softer and much larger, making it easier to carve than a, a turnip. I would um, think the, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Um, the Amer- It's bigger, too, which is, uh, you know, the That's key to what the she whole said. thing. The key to the whole thing is it's easier to grip, you know what I mean? Oh, the, yeah. American, the American tradition of carving pumpkins is recorded, uh, was recorded in 1837. It was originally associated with the harvest time in general, not becoming specifically associated with Halloween until the mid to late 19th century. Um, you know, the modern imagery of Halloween comes from many sources, including Christian eschatology, national customs, works of gothic and horror literature, which I think has really helped influence it, um, such as, you know, like novels like Frankenstein and Dracula classics, you know, as well as the classic horror films. You got Frankenstein, the mummy, all that good stuff of yesterday's past imagery of the skull, a reference to uh, Galactha. You guys, Ray, you fell with Galactha. Uh, it was according to a canonical gospel, a site immediately outside of Jerusalem. Yes, that that was the Hill of Skulls. Oh, yeah, okay. Why, why, where did all those skulls come from? Do you know what the story is with that? Well, I said supposedly the stones look like skulls. Oh, okay. Um, in the Christian tradition, it serves as a reminder of death and the transi- transi- uh, transitory quality of human life. And it consequently found in a memento mori and Venita's compositions. Skulls have therefore been commonplace in Halloween, which touches on this theme. Uh, traditionally, the back walls of churches are decorated with depictions of the Last Judgment, complete with graves opening and the dead rising. I've never seen that in a church, but I do know that they do believe, much like the Dawn of the Dead quote, that the dead will return and walk the earth again. With the heaven filled and angels and hell filled with devils. Um, the motif that has uh, permitted uh, the observance of this tritium, one of the earliest works of the subject of Halloween is from Scottish poet John Maine who in 1780 made note of pranks at Halloween. What fearful pranks ensue, as well as the supernatural associated with the night bogies, meaning ghosts, influencing uh, Robert Burns' Halloween from 1785. Elements of the autumn season, such as pumpkins, corn husk, and the scarecrows are also pre- uh, preve- prevalent. Prevalent homes are often uh, prevalent. Ugh. Homes are often decorated with these types of symbols around Halloween. Halloween imagery includes themes of death, evil, and mythical monsters. Black, (laughs) you better believe that. Black, orange, and sometimes purple are Halloween's traditional colors. So when Halloween's on the block, throwing its gang rags around, those hankies are made out of fucking purple, orange, and black, my man. My homie? So, 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 like, my face after I get punched in, in the face. Pretty much. 
your face when you wake up in the morning, <laughs> gasping to breathe, <laughs> saying, I need another cigarette. Give me one more smoke, Johnny. Um, you know, our most famous pastime to Halloween would be what, probably? What do people like to do the most on Halloween or used to when they can go out in public? Oh, well, Mainly if they were I'm a assuming trick, trick or treat is, is, is what we're talking about. You got it, baby. You got it. Um, trick or treating in a customary uh, celebration for children on Halloween. Children go in costume from house to house asking for treats such as candy or sometimes money. I've never heard of that. Uh, As an adult, I want to go trick-or-treating for money, though. With the question, trick-or-treat? The word trick implies a threat to perform mischief on the homeowners or or the property if no treats are given. Um, The practice is said to have roots in the medieval practice of mumming, which we talked about before which is closely related to souling, okay? Souling is a small round cake, which is traditionally made for Halloween. It's very weird. John Peem wrote that many of the feast days associated with the presentation of mumming plays were uh, celebrated by the Christian church. These feast days include All Hallows' Eve, Christmas, Twelfth Night, and Shrove Tuesday. Is Shrove Tuesday the same as Taco Tuesday, Ray? No, I don't think uh, it's more. No. It's more of something where, you know, Ash Wednesday, the day before Ash Wednesday, observed by many Christian countries through participating in confession and absolution, the ritual burning of the previous year's holy week palms, finalizing one's Lenten sacrifice, as well as eating pancakes and other sweets, dipped in maple syrup. Oh, I thought it was blood. No, I added a little bit to that. But Ah. that's okay. That's okay. All right. Um, You you know, uh, we got the, in the, in the, the the Philippines, you know, that practice of souling is called, uh, let's just say a word I won't be able to pronounce correctly, Pangangalula, and is practiced on All Hallows' Eve among children in rural areas. People drape themselves in white cloths to prevent, uh, to represent souls, and then they visit houses where they sing in return for prayers and sweets. Now, that's kind of, I've always wondered where the white sheet came in. I know it's a ghost, you know what I mean? Um, it's almost a good, mostly ghostly question because, you know, that had to have stemmed from the ghost, probably is like your, the flowing ghost is probably the closest thing you can get to like a realistic ghost. So that had to have spawned from somebody seeing it and going, ah, look like a sheet, look like a sheet. And, uh, either that or somebody ran across somebody's yard in a sheet, you know? Well, I know in, in, in doing, uh, research that back, if we go all the way back to, uh, the, uh, Sam Hain, uh, ritual, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a sheet, but, uh, the uh, people part of it uh, did uh, put on costumes to try to ward off, you know, spirits and and those that might cause mischief. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, it sounds like it's kind of the same idea, just you know, a little bit more on the nose. Yeah. In Ireland, the most popular phrase for kids to shout until the 2000s was "Help the Halloween party." 
The practice of guising at Halloween in North America is recorded in 1911, where a newspaper in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, reported children going guising around the neighborhood. American historian and author Ruth Edna Kelly of good old Massachusetts wrote the first book-length history of Halloween in the U.S. It's a little fun little fact. And that book was called, you guessed it, The Book of Halloween. In reference, absolutely. In reference, souling in the chapter Halloween in America, which I believe is a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> um, in her book, Kelly touches on the customs that arrived from across the Atlantic. Americans have fostered them and are making this an occasion, something uh, like what it must have been like in its day overseas. All Halloween customs in the United States are borrowed directly and adapted from those in other countries. Yeah, you know, it's a worldwide affair, gentlemen. Hell yeah. So guising is one of those fun things. I wonder how many, I wonder what the number of folks that have gone missing doing the old guys throughout the days, you know what I mean? Um, Horrifying, I'm sure. A number that, any number is terrible. Um, It's one of those crazy things, you know. I know when I was younger, there was the urban legend of, you know, people getting abducted. Did you have that when you were, you were pretty much the same age, but over where where you were going to school and such. Was that an urban legend for you? And Ray, you're going to be asked next. Uh, urban legend, a legend of what? Uh, people like of more more abductions around the holidays. Of you hearing urban legends of people getting. We had like a white van that would like kidnap kids, um, or people getting pulled into houses and never seen again. Things that are probably urban legends, but based off of some type of truth. Um, you don't remember hearing anything like that? Well, you were kind of sheltered, right? You had a what? It was three foot chain in the basement. <laughs> The, um, <laughs> oh, I told you not to tell anyone about about uh, old uh, Cheney. Well, uh, I was being fair because realistically, it was a handcuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I love those handcuffs. You still but, uses them to this day, if you know what I mean. Yeah, any girls want to see them? Uh, feel free, hit me up anytime. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I mean, if <laughs> there were. Um, you have to understand, I was not a popular kid. I no. didn't hang out with a lot of people because, well, they didn't like me. So, if there was <laughs> if there was an urban legend like that, they probably wouldn't tell me just hoping that I would be, you know, snatched up and taken uh, far, far away. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember any as a kid. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised there was, but I was kind of a naive kid. I didn't really. Yeah, you would have been that kid that disappeared. It's usually the kid. It's not the popular kid. It's usually um, it's usually like the the kid who just kind of blends in in the background type deal until one day that is not there. Well, I mean, the funny thing is uh, I can never say I blended into the background. I always had a way of, you know, making my presence known. But uh, uh, like I said, no uh, no one made any comment to me about that, so I don't remember. Maybe you were killed as a child and this is, you're in the afterlife now. If that's the case, I must have been a wicked child because this afterlife sucks. 
Wow. Wow, wow. So well, how do you guys feel about going back to the, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the thre- almost threatening, either give me a treat or I will uh, rip your mailbox out of the ground? Well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's interesting because I, when I was uh, looking that up, that was a common thing that they, uh, they said was kind of the precursor to Antifa? Hmm? Oh, I thought you were going to say Antifa. No, no. But anyway, um, well, I mean, I wouldn't be uh, surprised that if if it is true that uh, they had a lot of problems with, you know, kids getting into trouble, causing vandalism, yeah. doing that, then they had to try to find a way to try to curb their more um, naughty impulses. I wouldn't put it past uh, the parents and the community and all to come up with the thing like trick-or-treats and use that as a way to bribe the kids to, you know, behave and get more socially acceptable uh, in the society. And plus, also, the fact is, the fact of trick-or-treat, you have to go to different people's houses, kind of forces the kids to know their neighbors more, you know? So instead of like, oh, I don't know that person down the street, now it's, oh, that's Mr. Hanson. He's actually a nice guy. I, I really shouldn't, you know, go and TP his house because you know that wouldn't be nice. Well, bribing your kids is probably probably bad parenting as well. You know what I mean. And to go back to earlier, and you got it's, it's true, it's true. But in the it, society it, thing, bribing them as well, it's more of that ex- what's been accepted thing. You know. Well, I mean, the thing I'm is trying to make everything everything we've talked about come together. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I mean, the whole thing about uh, I unfortunately. No one seems to really want to actually sit down and try to teach their kids why they shouldn't do it. It's a lot easier to say, hey, you shouldn't do this, but you want to do this, so here's a bribe so you don't do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> unfortunately, that's how a lot of people attack the situation. Instead of trying to sit down and actually teach the kids, the moral reason why they shouldn't do it. It's a lot easier. Like, Hey, don't do this. I'll, I'll give you an Xbox. I'll give you grand theft auto. Just don't do those bad things. Well, you, you can't blame the parents. There could have been a new episode of sons of anarchy on that night or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ray, how do you feel about this? We're going to bring Ray into the conversation. Well, being a post-war baby boomer. Yeah. I grew up in a small town within a three-block area. There were 43 kids. Mm. Everybody knew everybody. No one did any tricks. Uh, you never went anywhere. You never did anything without somehow a parent or somebody finding out about it. Right. So it was a whole different type of setup that you really couldn't be a prankster. You were nailed. Right. Because everybody knew everybody, and it was reported back. Yeah. So it was a, kind of a, a different environment. As far as the trick or treat thing, uh, the whole treat thing to not do the trick, you're basically uh, teaching a whole bunch of kids to be extortionist in the future. Yeah, it was more of like you know, an honor code. Yeah, that kind of like you're, you're turning them into junior mobsters over there. Hey, do this or else. 
you know, you're going to pay me or I'm going to burn your building down. Yeah. It's, so it's kind of like some, something which uh, really, really doesn't, I don't know, doesn't go too well. I could see if you're looking at the older cultures. It's like that where, now. To jump a little, polit- to go a little political, like isn't that the same thing happening with like the Antifa and all that stuff where they're, you know, they're, you, if someone plays, a, they have somebody speak at their, their college, they don't want to speak there. They demolish the grounds. Isn't that like the same deal? Uh, it is. It's either we we get what we want, uh, whether it be a candidate, uh, yeah. who talks, or whatever it is, or you suffer violence. Sucks. Childish. Yeah. It, it, it really does. You also have to ask yourself, who is behind all that? I mean, who, like we were talking before about raising generations manipulated through media and games and stuff. Now yeah. these uh, thoughtless individuals, those people who were never thought to take accountability, or think independently can easily be manipulated and they're thrown into society and they are manipulated. They're taught one way or the other, do this, don't do that subtly as the propaganda they're given, but there's no conscious, there's no integrity there. So uh, there's no real person behind that. They're empty, empty bodies. They've got very little soul left in them. It was never taught and it was never nurtured. They're They're all ready for Halloween, man. (laughs) <laughs> well, they already become jack-o'-lanterns yeah. yeah well you know they're going to be careful though because Halloween brings in the dark time and they might just yeah. encounter some things that are a whole lot worse than what this world has to offer the stuff, <laughs> yeah. on, the other, the stuff on the other side is going to come right through and then, then there's a big problem when they open that door who are they going to go running back to scared yeah Ray, as a gentleman that's seen a couple more Halloweens than me and Alexander the Hawk over here, can you picture or, 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 or see any uh, like drastic or any any real changes for the better or worse within Halloween from when you were a kid till now? Uh, not too much from the perspective of being a kid then. It was all very innocent. I mean, the parents didn't teach much about the ghost side of it. Uh, we might dress up uh, in either a ghost costume or a favorite TV character, and it was a time to go out, and you knew all your neighbors, and you just collected your candy, and everybody said hi and pigged out afterwards. It was kind of a lightweight, fun time thing back then. Uh, a lot of that has kind of disappeared now, and it's I feel sorry because it was a good time to go out with, with friends and cruise the neighborhood and... Uh, get a good stash of candy. Everybody laughed and looked at each other's costumes. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, it really kind of shows the breakdown of community, you know, nowadays. And, you know, back in the day, it was more, the community would kind of help watch all the, 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 the neighborhood kids, you know what I mean? Where nowadays it's more, everybody stays to the, every, you know, they stay in their own lane and don't really kind of worry about people around them type deal. I'm not saying they should, or they need to, but I feel like back back then it might have it was a little more, little more uh, keep an eye out for each other type deal. Would you say so? Oh, it it, def- it definitely was. You found a lot more uh, the whole community thing. You would help each other a whole lot more. I mean, we had we had a, we had a lot of gardens in our neighborhood, different people, and whenever it was harvest time, everybody shared in it. Yeah, and that that sort of thing, or if someone was sick, they'd take care of another person's kids. That 
that whole community thing worked. It worked very well. And a lot of that is gone, even in the smaller communities uh, in certain areas, it's still disappearing. What do you think, uh, what do you think like killed that off? Uh, I don't know. You could say a population growth if you wanted to, but I also think that you got to play into media and politics and stuff and that, uh, dividing people. Once you divide people up or you isolate people, they're easier to control. Then you can feed them just about anything. They'll follow it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think it, I don't even think I'd blame population. You know what I mean? It's definitely, for, you know, we, it, the way people think has definitely changed where it's more of an, I don't know if it's going through, if it's just more of a me, me, me type of society, which it has become, look at the people we have celebrities, Kim Kardashian and shit. They're fucking terrible people. You know what I mean? But like me, 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 me. And it, it, it makes other people, you know, on a lower, lower budget, do the same deal. And I think, unfortunately, like, that's kind of what's happened with society. And, you know, certain situations where even be trying to be a good dude and getting into a situation, you can get, you can, you can be, find yourself in trouble in that situation. You know what I mean? So like nowadays more where, where it's more get the fuck out of my business. So like, do you even want to risk the fact of not, not the person not even appreciating you come into the, the situation, you know what I mean? I, uh, well, yeah, I, I was, I was going to say it, it also has to do with, uh, the new, the newer generation of parents. Yeah. Where, where they got away from, uh, taking responsibility for the child or even teaching the child responsibility. They bought into the materialistic things and whatever that, you know, the latest expert was saying. And they just started throwing things, whether it be the video games, the toys. They started throwing everything at the child just to keep them quiet instead of saying, no, you're not going to get that. Open a book. Go outside and play. Or let's talk. No. It was kind of like, here, here, have have the newest thing. Have the latest thing. Have the the newest uh, athletic shoes. Uh, They kept them happy with materialistic things. And there was no spiritual growth there and there's no community bonding or even family bonding yeah i mean i want to go back to the thing i was saying about the society the way people think um i don't know if i ever told you guys this story but um maybe like 10 years ago i was i was um i was driving through brockton um i don't know if you guys are familiar with it but it's kind of you know it's a fun town we'll say that and um i was coming down a hill and it was like a windy hill and at the very bottom of it was it was like uh, 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 it was like woods, and at, you know there's a street at the bottom. And I came around the bend, and like you have like a very little time to look. And um, let's just say this is a town where people, some people might not, some people might be under the influence of something that might not let them think as quickly. Um, but I came to this hill, and right at the bottom of the hill, there was there was a kid in a diaper in the middle of the street. Um, maybe like three years old, couldn't talk. And I remember I pulled over and like, I felt like a hero that day because I literally like, he could very easily have been killed and no, nobody even would have known they ran the kid over. You know what I mean? Um, but I remember even when that happened, like I just kind of stood in the road making sure no other cars came and hit him. But like I was yelling to the house, like "Hey, hey, hey!" Because I I didn't want to grab the kid 
and bring them to the house because I know that in this day standards, if, if somebody just walked out of their house and see me holding their kid, dude, they'd, they'd be like, they think I was trying to abduct the kid. And like, now it's like my word against the parents word. And Matt Fisher's face is on the news for fucking trying to steal <laughs> some kid. And it's like, and at the end, and it all would have sprung from realistically me trying to help the kid out. So like, I can understand the mentality nowadays of like, you not wanting to get involved. Um, Luckily, in that situation, the mother came out and she was all, for, you know, ah, you know, like in a good way, like, thank you, thank you, where, you know, it could have been a negative thing, you know what I mean? But, I mean, I feel bad because that, like, unfortunately, that that little kid roaming out of that house probably wasn't a freak thing, you know what I mean? Uh, it probably wasn't the best environment to live in for that kid, you know what I mean? Um but yeah, like that's the deal. It's like, do you, you really, nowadays you have, because of all the bullshit, you really have to say that's fucked up, but do I really want to involve myself in a fucked up situation that no matter how much I'm trying to do the right thing, I could get punched in the face, fucking killed over. You know what I mean? Like you never can do people get killed over the stupidest shit nowadays. You hear somebody last fucking, somebody get killed over a chicken sandwich fucking recently at like, uh, Popeye's fucking Popeye's Bubba House of Tubs and, and Chicken. Uh, I'm not gonna say the real name because I don't want to get sued. But there was a there was a chicken. They make shack. good chicken. I mean, yeah, they there make was a good there was chicken. a you know, it's just you know you gotta be careful, dude. Like the world's wild. It really is. A, the world's a fucking animal. The world is an animal, or more so, humanity is just an animal. Uh, like uncontrollable. Sometimes the most loving thing you'll ever meet in your life, and sometimes the most evil thing you'll ever meet in your life. And it's a toss-up. It's a mixture. It's the yin and yang. That's just the way it is and always will be. But, yeah, unfortunately, nowadays, you do have to worry about, you know, do I really want to? And then half the time, the people you're helping won't even appreciate what you're doing for them. So it's like, is it really worth me putting my life on the line to step out there? But going from that, I also want to segue into, like, back in the day, you know, uh, there was there was, like, people that would prey on kids – trick-or-treating and stuff like that and take advantage but i think that society in the community was was more more harder on that than they are now you know what i mean almost like if they went if if if, if a dude grabbed a kid in a town um local town kid and he did something to a kid it's very possible that person would just disappear and that would be the end of it where that's less likely nowadays like nowadays you know it happens from time to time but it's less likely and it's one of those weird things because you don't exactly want to say hey it should if if somebody does that um you know automatically that they should get the death sentence because there will be accusations that pop up it does happen and it would be unfortunate for somebody that was innocent to get strung up for something like that but if you're proven guilty i say put them you know you know to give him the old toasted marshmallow effect. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> so And now we ended on that note. <laughs> I know. I had a good ending there for that. So what you guys take on that? So that's kind of an extension to the Ray thing, which like, why do you think, you know, Hawk, I will ask you because I did ask Ray. But why do you think society has changed from a, a point where 
they seen something crazy, they, they'd fucking run out of their car and stop it. To nowadays, they just drive by, roll up their window. Well, I think mainly uh, because, I mean, as we talked about before, I mean, society has gone to a point where, um, you know, those in charge have been, uh, you know, really working on the divide and conquer. And the thing is that, unfortunately, uh, in today's age, uh, the idea of community, the idea of looking out for your neighbor is, is kind of not only frowned upon, but uh, because everyone's put on so many different sides of the equation, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're white, black, uh, or any, any gay, straight, it's like, if if you see something and you try to go out of your way to help and someone sees it and then takes it the wrong way, they can then attack you. And a lot of people, you know, I mean, most people are just, they just want to, you know, live their life, go ahead, and they don't want to have any issues. And it's always easier when you see a a screwed up situation to just like, it's not my problem. I don't have to deal with it. And I'll just go on and do do my own thing. And unfortunately, because of that mentality that uh, that has been, you know, kind of uh, uh, com- uh, that's been uh, created in our society, that's why we have the problems we have now. Because everyone's the mentality is less about community and more about how can I either help protect myself. I mean, or help and protect myself, my family, those I care about. But anyone else, you know, it's I'm not going to get involved because if I get involved, then I might end up being pulled into something I don't want to be pulled into. And it's always simpler to just uh, walk away and ignore what's going on. I mean, as, as, as I said before once, that, you know, evil is easy. It's easy to walk away while someone's being, you know, hurt or, or slapped around, or it, it would have been easy for you just to drive by and let that kid just stay in the road. That would have been easy, but that would right. have been a, a terrible and evil thing to do. I couldn't have lived with that, man. Like I, I but, knew. But, in my, but, but that's the uh, thing. That's the thing, Matt, you can't live with that, but a lot of people can't. A lot of people would have just saw that baby and says, you know what? It's it's not my problem. It's not yeah. my child. I know, and I know why they would. Just, like, I, it's a weird thing where, like, I know why they would do it. I just couldn't because all I could think of is that did kid would be dead. You know what I mean? Like, in yeah. my heart of hearts, dude, I know. Like, there could have been somebody else like me that was paying attention that you know came around and cared to like do something. But like, you had a, if there was a truck driver, the crew, the dude, a truck driver would have been too big too high up to even see like it was yeah. craziness or someone that was like under the influence that wasn't or fucking texting or yeah. you know what i mean like just speeding they would have dead gonzo sad well well i mean now i i don't know anything about this clip i mean it's one of the many clips you find on on facebook yeah um where you know you you see this car driving and there's uh, a, a little uh 
a little African American girl on a bike, and she yeah. gets hit by the car, yeah. and she's thrown a little bit, and the car stops, and and the girl, you know, gets out. She's of course limping. She's you know, and and she's limping, and and there's no audio, so I'm assuming the uh, kid's crying for a mother, you know, and and whoever's in the car just stays, and the car just stays there. The person doesn't get out. Yeah. And then, you know, after a little while, the car drives off. And it's kind of like, you know, it, I mean, unfortunately, that's that's the way things are. It's like, you know, what's going through that person's mind is, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't. But, but one's reaction should be is whether it's accidental, whether it's negligence, whatever, if if that happens... Being a good person, you have no matter what happens to you, you have to accept that incident happened, and yeah. you have to accept it's your responsibility. Okay, right. whether you know the kid ran out and you know you didn't have time to stop, or whether you know it's it's both people's fault, it's your responsibility. There's no if ands or buts. You get out of the car, you make sure the kids are right. Call nine one one. You that it, it when that happens doesn't matter who you are what race you are what religion or where you are yeah you have to accept it okay it's happened you got to deal with it that is what an adult does no i hear you. i mean i if for somebody to flee in a situation like that i would assume some type of like illegal thing, you know, maybe they're on something, maybe the car is not registered, maybe they don't have a license. For you to like, you know, something that if the, you know, if the cops to come, it would be yeah, more, but, but more of an I mean, issue. I, I understand that, and and uh, all. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that that's not an excuse yeah. not to help. help yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like, I mean, if for example, if if I was driving, I was drunk, and that happened, or you know, I have a warrant. You know what? Unfortunately, it's it's you have to make a decision. Okay, are yeah. you going to, I mean, be, uh, are you going to, uh, admit, as, as my dad always, always says, is that everyone has a choice, okay, but you have to live with the consequences of your choice. If you yeah. choose to do something and something bad happens, you have to deal with that consequence. You can try to run away from the consequence, but I got news for you, the consequences always find you, Okay. Yeah. You have to accept that. Something bad happens, and whether you're at fault or not, you're in the mix. You have to deal with it. True. Okay? That is what a, pers- uh, a, a person, an adult, does. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, that that's just the way it is. And now, I didn't see the full full, full clip. Maybe they, they stopped a little later down and then went back or or whatever. But it's... I mean, when something like that happens, okay, you have to accept it happened, and then you have to deal with it, all right? No matter what happens, it happens, you got to deal with it. I mean, that that's the way I see it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. The uh, Yeah, we're going to wrap up the nice ultra-long episode, which is good. You know <laughs> what I mean? I love it. Um, where do you place Halloween, Hawk? On your top three, is it? Does it make your top three holidays of the year? 
Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I mean, the thing is, you have to understand with me. I mean, while I enjoy Halloween, I enjoy Christmas, I enjoy the different holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, the holidays, unfortunately, for the most part, I'm. I mean, I'm not as into them as I used to be. I mean, it's one of the drawbacks of, of working retail, to be perfectly honest. I can is see that. that I mean, I, I, I dread holidays, plain and simple. I dread all holidays. Get tired of those people and candy pretty quick. Well, I, I get tired of, of the, the attitudes that I, I get from people uh, during these holidays, which, you know, is more of what we said, the me, me attitude and, and all that. When, especially when you have a holiday that's supposed to be promoting community or promoting, you know, you know, togetherness. Yeah. And all you get is negativity. Correct. So I enjoy Halloween. I like Halloween. Um, I definitely will put that as one of my favorite holidays. But unfortunately, throughout uh, the years, I haven't been able to enjoy it as yeah. much as I would like. Because of, you know, and every time I try to enjoy Halloween or any other holiday, you know, it, uh, I go to it after, you know, getting nothing more but uh, just plain negativity from people. <laughs> Dude, I, I got to start an Alexander Hawk fan club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I brought the room down. What was your, I mean, do you remember I, I, what your Do you remember what your favorite Halloween was? I do. To be perfectly honest, it's it's the one when I was uh, Tom Baker, Doctor Who. That was that was my favorite one because I played I, I I put on a costume of of a character I really liked. I was like the only one who really knew about the character, so it kind of you know. I felt kind of cool that, you know, that, you know, this this kind of world that my dad, my mom, and I watched it, uh, when I was younger. I, mean, I knew that they didn't make it just for me, that it was on TV. Well, Anyone could watch it. They made it for you. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it, <laughs> it, it, it made that bond with yeah. me and my family a little stronger for the fact that it was kind of like almost a secret little thing. Because I would go up to houses and say, they asked me who I was, and I said, I'm Doctor Who. And they're like, who? And, and you know, after a while, they're like, oh, yeah, you, you're a cute kid. But they had no idea who I, I was dressed up as. Yeah. But, you know, for me and, and, and connection with my family, that that was a very special time because, you know, it it felt like this little world was just me and my family and that yeah. that only us knew about this and i know i know behind the scenes a fun fact is um they were gonna get alexander the hawk's parents were about to give him up for adoption <laughs> and then that saved the whole relationship that's why yeah so yeah yeah they 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 actually uh sent a uh a letter to uh mr tom baker who played the doctor during that time and asked him if he would uh bring the tardis over and and take me away because they they couldn't handle me anymore. He said, "Alexander Hawk, who, who, <laughs> who, yeah. who?" Exactly. You sound like a damn owl. Oh yeah, uh, Mr. Ray Booten. Yes. Um, Halloween and your top three favorite holidays of the year. 
I'm not a big holiday person. I've got maybe one or two which um, I enjoy with family. Outside of that, they're just a, a mild, fun time. Yeah. Um, I like Halloween now as an adult because it's a time they play a lot of things, um, which I enjoy watching, which once yeah. you hit November, all of those movies and shows are gone. Yeah. So it's my, my time to, to stream all, all the stuff that I really enjoy while it's still out there. And that may be a little bit selfish, but my trick-or-treating days are over. My going with, uh, whether it be kids or grandkids, is over. Um, so I kind of just cruise through the holiday and take it as it is. Another another weekend and... Uh, not much different than most other weekends. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Ray's too cool for Halloween. He's too any, cool for school. Can you break down what you think your favorite Halloween that you've had was? Uh, probably, I don't know, I think I was around 10 years old. And I think it was the first time any sort of serious makeup on and stuff like that. I think my parents helped me with it. I went as Frankenstein. Yeah. Instead of buying a mask, there was actual makeup on the face. And yeah. that that was uh that one was fun. Yeah. I support that. I have uh I, I, I I'd have to put it in my top three of holidays. I'm a sucker like that. Me and Hawker are suckers. We we're we're lesser men than Ray, we admit it right <laughs> off the bat. Um we still categorize our holidays in favorite sections. Um but I enjoy the holiday season. My favorite, I've, I've had so many good ones, not to upset the hawk, but, um, man, just trick-or-treating. I, trick-or-treating with the family always has good memories for me. That's why I, I still try to get together with the nieces and nephews and do it. Um, like, you know, the movie, I like the movies that it brings in, you know what I mean? Back before I almost died from sugar, I used to enjoy candy. Um... Yeah, you know, I, it's a fun one, you know what I mean? I think it's, it, it brings out the kid and everybody, which is, you know, there's a lot to say for that, which something that can do that can't be that, all that bad, you know what I mean? And it is what it is, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's good times of the year. So we're going to wrap up, but this is the, this is the, we are some, we don't get political, but this is kind of like a, a, a podcast to do it, you know what I mean? I see the Hawkman having fun, putting up a noose, laughing. And um, so I figured I would ask, since I guess the next time people hear from us, will our, the election will already be over for who would want to be president. So not even in a category of who we want to be president, but like like the big sports organization that it is, who do we think is going to win the Super Bowl of politics? The, champ- world, the world championship of politics this time around. Um, who wants to start first? I guess I'll go. I happen to think uh, the Don- the Donald will reclaim his 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 throne, his trophy, or if you will, or whatever that is, president of uh, the good old United States of America. Um, I just happen to think he'll he'll probably. I think it's kind of, it's the same deal as the first time around where a lot of people said they didn't like him, but he still won. I think it's going to be the same deal where a lot of people say they don't like him, but he's still going to win. Uh, and the Biden thing, 
You know, there's a, a lot to be said about Biden that he can't even remember. But uh, he's a fun character. The thing with Biden is I think I don't follow politics. I just know what I see in passing. But I know what I know in my mind. And the Illuminati called me and they told me that if Biden gets in, it's only so we can take the blue pill and die. And then the vice president will be ushered in. Now, if the Donald wins, the Donald's going to take the red pill and he's going to die. And then they're going to bring in. Is Pence is still, he's still going for yeah. vice, right? Still, of yeah, course. Pence is still his There's vice. No president. switch out. You know, he can't switch out. In no, the he can't game. switch out. You're not allowed to do that? No. Um, what do you think about, you know, I heard, I don't know too much about it. Um, and we'll return to, we'll return to you guys. But what, the, didn't something happen with Biden's son where he like was caught smoking crack or something? Or am I losing my mind? Well, I mean, that's one thing that uh, uh, they keep on putting out that, uh, like, uh, Biden helped uh, his son get, like, a job somewhere. Well, that's for, definitely, because he works yeah. for the government. That's, you know, but yeah, all of them which, which is like, okay, Don yeah. got, you know, his entire family uh, jobs in the government. So Right. Everybody, they all do. It's good. Yeah, like, so using that are... as, as, as a thing to attack Biden after is kind of like, yeah, okay, um, that's ridiculous. But Poli- anyway. Yeah, polit- I'll say this. Politics are so crazy for this reason. When everybody loves them and goes crazy and hates their family over it, the way that they think, the way they think that Donald Trump hates um, Biden, they really love each other. And the, the, the politicians feel that way about us. The real hatred is how they feel about us. Like, that's the real line being drawn, homie. You know well, I mean? I mean, come on. If you look at the old pictures, uh, Trump and the Clintons, I mean, they yeah. were as, as uh, they are as they relate as yeah. thick as thieves. So, well, they know. relate to each other. That's if they relate to each other. Like they yeah, don't. They went. Uh, they, they went to the uh, the island with uh, Jeffrey Epstein together on the same plane. So you know, it's kind of like the one after he faked his death, or the one before. The one during his his fake death. Yeah, it's still alive. That's the thing. Like they relate. That's what people don't understand is they don't. It's like a job. It's a club. They don't relate to regular people. You know, they they all those politicians all have every. They're all right on the same page with each other. They might go on TV and pretend to hate each other and shit, but it's all a big fucking soap opera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So realistically, yeah, I got no like. I don't. I think every politician's bad news. Um. But I do think uh, the current, the current what the POTS is going to probably be it again. Now, I, Alexander, you rolled your eyes at that, so I wonder what you're you you, you probably think he's going to win too, right? Uh, well, put it this way, I personally hope he doesn't. Yeah, I mean the thing is that. Uh, would I have liked uh, almost anyone other than Joe Biden to be running up against him? Yeah. It's such a weird choice because I feel a lot of people on that side feel that way. Yeah, know? but the thing is you have to understand, you just explained why they they picked him. So he can die and usher in the vice? No, 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 no. No. The thing is they're on the same side. The Democrats yeah, yeah, yeah. picked Biden because they know that that uh, Donald can easily beat him. 
because they want Don to stay in as president. Hell yeah. Why, how do you feel about that as someone who doesn't want him in there? Well, I mean, the thing is, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping that Biden gets in for the simple fact that, I mean, everything Trump has done has weakened our country. Everything Trump has done has caused so much turmoil yeah. in our country. And do I think Biden is going to change any of that? No. I yeah. think, I mean, the way I see it is Trump for the last four years has been digging America into a hole. If he is, if he does not get elected and Biden comes in, Biden's going to take the shovel from Trump. Yeah. He's going to lightly lay it down next to the hole and walk away. Yeah. But he will not continue digging the hole. Okay. Yeah. He's not going to fix the hole. He's not going to fill in the hole. He's not going to do anything with the hole. The hole's going to stay there. And hopefully after, whether Biden kicks the bucket and his VP takes over or whatever, hopefully in the next four years, there's actually some decent uh, people put up there for, you know, to run. But, I mean, right now the truth is with everything that has gone on, yeah, Trump, I mean, What's Trump weird? Is, yeah. What's yeah, weird? I mean, yeah. Well, as I was saying, is that just <laughs> the way things are going, okay, I think that we need to get him out there and stop the destruction that he started. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, is it going to happen? I don't know. I'm hoping that because the thing is, the situation we are, it's going to just keep on getting worse if Trump is president. That is a given. Now, is it going to be suddenly miraculously fixed when Biden gets in? No. Right. But it's going to at least stop the destruction so we can hopefully either slowly start to rebuild or at least stop the destruction that has been started. What's weird? Yeah. What's weird is I don't know why they don't just you know, let the vice president, the, the girl that's playing, I don't even know her name, you know, but well, I, why don't they let her go? Because, I mean, Biden's because, not that likable from America, I feel. He's not like, I don't know if they think that, that, that America loved him, so they put him in that seat, but I think but, she'd be a better candidate going for She president. is a better candidate. That's why I think when you're saying about him taking like the, the blue push. pill and he's... Yeah, but like, they don't even need to do that, though. That's the... Like they don't even yeah, need they to do. do the pill. Yeah, they do. They why, have why? to. I mean, fill me in. I, I'm not arguing because I don't follow politics at all. Because he's a woman. Apart. Yeah. Because I mean, the thing is, they tried to have. Uh, they had. Uh, they wanted a woman to become president, right. so they ran Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Because that was a big, <laughs> you know, a brouhaha. So the thing is, the way I see it is that they think that if they put Joe Biden, who is a white heterosexual male yeah. uh, put them up there that they might be able to get votes from those who were strong uh, uh, Trump supporters that have decided after everything that has gone on that yeah. they don't want him there. And by putting Biden up there, it'll be easier for them to vote for Biden. But, you know, if they put a woman up there, they're going to do what, so many people did when it was Hillary and him, which is like, I'm not voting for that damn woman. I'm going to vote for Trump. Well, I don't want you to gloss over the fact that um, with the Hillary thing, I, you know, Hillary 
there was a lot of speculation, whether it be truth or speculation. I'll be fair with that. But she was a lot of shit was tagged on her. And I think more so that stuff attached to her was why she didn't win. Not so much the fact she was a woman president. You know what I mean? Like, are, are going well, for it? Well, I, mean, I don't I mean, think I don't. Th- I really don't think that the woman thing was was. I, well, I think it was a combination of everything. To be perfectly honest, well, if you sit down, yeah. if you sit down and look at the stuff that Trump kept on, you know, uh, lobbing as 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 reasons not to uh, pick her over him, yeah. he does the same thing. Right. I mean, I mean, no. I, I mean oh, the, yeah. the thing is that that. The, they uh, after that, the reason why they decided to go with Biden, I think, is yeah. because they can then have a white male, white heterosexual male versus a white heterosexual male. Okay, I mean, even if you know, I, don't know, I, I kind of disagree a little bit on that one. But even if, even if, it's okay to disagree, and even if, um, even if you know it was, you know, even if you're right and you think that it was too soon and people weren't ready for a female president at that time, I do feel they are ready now. And uh, I do feel like Biden, they don't even need Biden in that position. Put her in the seat and I, put somebody I, else I, younger. I mean, personally, in. me, I mean, I would but rather, I, I'd rather she was, <laughs> she but, was. You know what? Uh, Take fucking Biden out of the equation, put Alexander Hawk in that motherfucker. Uh, and then you I would Donald never Trump want that suicide. goddamn job. I would never want that goddamn job. If the hey, if Donald Trump knew he had to run against Alexander Hawk, he'd put a fucking noose up in the, in the Oval Office this evening. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'd he'd be like, "Sorry, gentlemen," uh, while taking off his fucking his wig and his fucking suit and shit. He'll be like, "Sorry, gentlemen, I gotta go. This is a losing battle. Alexander the Hawk wants my spot." And I'm just going to fucking give it to him, man. I'm not even going to battle that. That's a losing battle. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think that they were ready at that time. I just think that with with all the speculative Benghazi and the emails and all that shit, I think that that is why she didn't win. Um, and she, well, I don't really find I, her that likable. I think she's kind of Well, like, see, well, she likable. wasn't likable, but, I mean. I, that's it, big. It, that's big. You need yeah, to be. Yeah, but uh, uh, likable Trump's not likable either. If you have. Huh? Trump's not likable either. Excuse me? Dude, he was on the... I'm not saying he's a great dude, but to go with the likable thing, he was on The Apprentice, which... This is what... The whole thing with Trump got in for this reason. For, because of this. Oh, God. He, he did. He, he became... I have a like, question. Is any of this going to be cut out? Because, oh, no, know. all this is going in. Oh, God. Oh, We're all screwed is, now. He did the They're TV show. They're for us now. They're going to come the, for us, man. <laughs> all right. He did the TV show. Yeah. And... People loved him for that. So you so? can't say that he people didn't and people didn't expect him to win. Like the the this is the deal is they I think it was approached like a joke. And the only per and like he but in his, you know, in his mind and his his immediate group, they were like, We're 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 taking this. But I think everybody else was approaching it like a joke and it just kinda it got out of their hands, you know what I mean? That's why it's a weird thing. I'm very curious to see who wins. Um well, I will find out shortly within the next uh, uh, next week. I hope we'll nothing crazy out. happens out of it. I hope there's no like madness that happens. Oh, me. there's going to be madness no matter know, who goes in. I know, but I really hope nobody gets like hurt or people oh, don't lose their businesses. And yeah, crazy. yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, with how everything you know, yeah, has been, we know the reality. We know the reality. 
I'm ready. But anyway, like I said, I mean, we'll yeah. see, and you know, and then we'll deal with whatever the uh, fallout is. Yeah. And the thing is that we're in the uh, in a, a tough spot because of the current administration. And it's weird, yeah. No, I'm you know, and I, I, I don't have any. I don't pick any side. I, I, I think you know. It's almost like, in my opinion is, it's almost like none of them ever leave office. They just get different faces. You know what I mean? Like there's different people representing it. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I mean the, the entire time. the entire situation is corrupt on both sides. Okay, saying that right. one side's better than the other, right. you know, is 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 like looking at the three headed dog from Hades and saying one head's better than the other. Right, because I mean, I got news. I mean, Republican and and Democrat, both sides, both parties are part of the same dog. The quote: "Insane Shane McCain, the uh, the head on a beer is the second best head a man can get." That's we're we're sending love out to Insane Shane McCain out there. We're gonna get him on the show soon. Ray, who you yes. think is gonna win the big world championship next week? Whatever it is. Well, one thing is, take a look at the cycles. And by that, I mean, previous to Trump, you had a Democrat for eight years. Yeah. Previous to that, you had a Republican for eight years. Previous to that, you had a Democrat for eight years. Previous to that, you had a Republican for eight years. Right. There are cycles. They cycle it around. Don't look at who's running. Take a look at who is pulling the strings for the puppets that are running. Yeah, what do they want? Not what we want. What do they want in there to suit their purposes? And right now, uh, the way things are going, um, I think it will probably be Trump. It will probably be contested. He will probably win out at the end. And yes, there will be violence. That uh, I know. Same, I was hoping, I know. I was hoping selfish, there wouldn't be, but yeah. That same selfish lack of community uh, people not taking responsibility that are living in fear. Um, I think that the people who are pulling the strings, they're going to take a lot of those people, manipulate them, put them on the streets. And a lot of the, a lot of people will come out who really have no political agenda at all. Yeah. And they will turn around and they will take advantage of that. They will loot, they will shoot until someone stops it or until it's no longer uh serves a purpose um they're just gonna let the hounds loose and take all these crazed people put them on the streets and say see and that's a way of reshaping reshaping society manipulating things putting new laws in and the person that uh not necessarily the voters want but the puppet masters want that's the person who will end up in power and have more power then than they do now yeah, it's weird. We get, you get the, you know, celebrities and stuff get involved. I think that, like, even me, the music industry is getting big into this one, too, telling everybody to vote. I know they did back with um, uh, when Barack Obama w- was up for election. It was like the rock the vote thing where, like, the music industry really kind of got invested in, you know, kind of trying to get people to go vote and such. It's interesting. I, try, I mean, I, I honestly don't get into politics because, like, I feel like, nothing I can do is going to change anything type deal. And it's just like, 
like I said, it's just all one. They're different faces to it, but it's all like the same agenda. And it, it really isn't for Joe Blow America. It's just kind of like, you know, kind of work workhorses in a way where they go, they they work their job, pay their taxes. They get some luxuries in their life, like they own their home. They get to drive a nice car. They get to go on vacation and stuff like that. But for the most part, like, you know, they're still a slave to their job and stuff like that. And the machine um, and like... Uh, it's just it's a, it's a wild thing, you know what I mean? It's crazy, but yeah, it it's interesting. I don't get invested. It's too life's sad enough, man. You don't want to, you know why get why follow sports or politics? Because life on on its own can be depressing enough sometimes. You don't need to it's, add it with that other depressing bullshit. It's bread and circus. They feed us. They entertain us. They manipulate us, yeah. and that's that's basically the way it goes. And the same people the same families, the same power brokers that have been around, literally some of them for centuries. There's some reason these people became trillionaires and some of them are trillionaires. Yeah. That they're still around and in power despite all the wars because they played both sides. Yeah. They manipulated governments. They manipulated people. They're there and they're manipulating right now and they're manipulating people. They've created a society that they can influence, that doesn't think for itself, that lives in fear, and they're manipulating. And it's their agenda uh, that we're going to be forced to follow. Whoever wins is their candidate. Yeah. Like, those are the folks that I think actually run the deal. You know what I mean? Like, you think they were, you think realistically some dude, some like gigantic trillionaire is going to let, is like that. It's going to let like a dude like Donald Trump, who cares if he's the president, but let anybody like fuck with their money. Like, no, like it's not there's 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 way bigger, you know, there's bigger fish in the sea. You know, there's bigger whales out there that, you know, you're not. It's it's there's a there's a big facade to everything like that whole thing is like fucking bananas. You know what I mean? There's no rhyme or reason and like crazy the whole thing's like that's that's why that's why when people get so tied up in it and invest so much of their life into you know debating this shit it's like when people like i like i say all the time dude it's like it ain't like they don't care they don't care enough about you know the people for pe for families not to talk and friends not to be friends anymore like they feel like people get so passionate about the, the politics and I, you know, p to have passions a beautiful thing. So I guess, you know, there's, there's some positivity in there somewhere, but like, I don't know. It's just what I, just too much, man. It became so much. I remember c growing up, politics were never this heavy. Like it was always there. And yeah, a few people would talk about it, but it, it's like the most important thing to talk about almost right now. And at the end of the day, it's not important because like, none of it's going to change anything. You know what I mean? That's my point on it. But, you know, I, I hope, I hope, well, Godspeed to everybody. Godspeed. Um, so, Ray, did you say, you said you think that Donald is going to take the Vic? I think he's, he's a likely winner after a contested election. I think so, too. Like, again, like, it, it, you know, he wasn't, it was one of those things in the beginning, everybody hated him. Everybody hated his guts, supposedly, like, in public. But like behind behind closed doors, I think more people liked them, and I almost feel like it's a situation like that now. You know what I mean? Uh, but who's to say? You know, I, I could be I could be wrong. Uh, 
But I don't know. Who knows? Who's to say? But yeah, I think that she should. They should have just let her go instead of Biden. Especially all the stuff come like even all the stuff coming out. There's really no dirt coming out on her. I mean, if she was in that spot, there probably would be dirt. But they got dirt on Pence and stuff. So like, I'm surprised they don't. Nobody kind of. She, you know, she she just sounds like a way better. Uh, I don't know nothing about her. She could be the devil, but she just sounds from from what I've seen. In, you know, it looks like she'd be a better deal than Biden. Yeah, I These mean, like, got to run for their money because I mean, they need they can't they they act they need to, like Trump is hard to beat. You know what I mean? So they de- they need like they need a fucking well, all star. I mean, Biden ain't no all star. He ain't no champion. Uh, Biden can't even hold the fucking championship title. Why are they making him go for it? You know what I mean? But well, she, that's why I think I think it's all all a big game between the two of them. Uh, it is that, definitely a game, but it's like the people's opinion of it. It's like, damn, like why don't you just? I don't know. It's, well, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, next week we'll find out. I mean, like I said, I, I hope that it changes. Uh, but if I mean where we are right now, uh, we're not going to get out of this situation if Don stays in, plain and simple. You call um, him Don? You know him personally? Oh, yeah, I know him. He's he's Uncle Donnie. Yeah. If he was, you'd have a, cha- you'd have a different change of heart. No, probably not. I don't like my uncles either. <laughs> uh, that's the case. Otherwise, you'd be working for him. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You know, right now, so me and Ray think the Donald's going to win and Hawk thinks that Biden's going to win, and we'll see how it goes. You know, they're all tricksters and treaters. They yeah. treat themselves to the finer things in life while tricking the people out of their money and sanity. So, with that being said, there it's a very Halloween theme. When we're talking about Halloween, how can we not bring the ghouls into the situation? <laughs> and next up is their party. Woo-hoo, what is it? Is it November, what, 7th? November seventh. Is that when, 3rd. like, the the last day or whatever to vote? Of uh, November third. November third. Yeah, November third is is the uh, is election day. They didn't they didn't move the election day because of the release of blinds. <laughs> because blind hits VOD and DVD, probably Blu-ray. November third. Go check it out, yo. Nice, definitely. Fuck yeah, our pals. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. With that being said. Uh, thanks everybody for being on another great show, rather lengthy, which is good. It'll hold the people till next episode because we don't do weekly episodes here at Behold the Pill podcast. Um, yeah. You guys want to say anything in closing? No, not really. (laughs) Nope. All right. Well, when you get out to the voting booths, there's only one person I want you guys to vote for. And you know what that is? I want you to vote for yourselves. We'll catch you all on the next episode of Behold oh, a Pale Podcast. <laughs> we pass on lots of things, both in intentional ways and in inertial ways, that are not so good. And when I say inertial, what I mean by that is that there are a lot of things that go from generation to generation to generation that if you ask people in that generation, did you really want to pass this on to the next generation? They'd say, no. It's part of it. We we don't want to pass on racism. I don't think anybody in this room says, hey, let's pass on racism to the next generation. Or let's pass on misogyny. 
But we do. We pass it on. Do we want to pass on solving problems using power, dominance, and violence? No, we don't. In fact, we explicitly write that we shouldn't do that. In fact, we spend billions of dollars developing anti-bullying programs and all kinds of other things to say don't solve problems using violence. But at the same time, we have this inertial exposure that our children have through the media of solving problems with violence. We have these subtle ways and not so subtle ways of solving problems in foreign policy using violence. We have these models for solving problems, you know, even in child rearing, we use violence. And everybody in this room has seen in their own lives, in their own family, the loss of transgenerational things. It might be something as simple as a ritual around Thanksgiving or, or you know, a, a way, a, th a practice you used to do around some holiday that is going away.